0: I it up, it up, it up, it up, it up, it up, it up,
1: And welcome to the Knowledge Boxing Podcast. With me, Andy White, and with me today, we have two two grenades with the pins pulled, and they are ready to be dropped and exploded. <laughs> Martin Theobald and Terry Jeppendarma. Yeah, we're, we're fully North Korean warheads right now. Yeah, I, pointed just, in one direction. As I'm about to,
0: on. You, you can whatever you need to go and do tonight. You might just want to just go and do now. <laughs>
1: I'm about to step on the minefield, so apologies in advance. We the we, we didn't ask for questions because of the um, atrociousness. Yeah. The calamity with which uh, last night—and
0: everyone knows—we've been waiting for it's this. Huge. We didn't need questions for this one. We didn't. So we need have some questions. questions which
1: I will go through. But look, you
0: might not all get. I'm
1: going to tell you now: you're probably, you probably your questions will probably be answered. Sorry, the,
0: couples only. Um, no trainers, no <laughs> jeans, no hoodies. Sorry, <laughs> not tonight,
1: mate. They, not tonight. They're definitely going to go off on one, and you may be your questions may be blunted um, by the their answers, answers. Won't be. Right, <laughs> yeah. So, unless we've got anything else to talk about, like, uh, have you had a good weekend? <laughs> <Like, laughs> no, they're, they're they're chomping like crackheads, <laughs> right? Waiting, they're coming in. Like, do you know what you just did clucking?
0: there? Yeah, no, no, no. You, know what you did there. Like, I, I used to have this when I was younger. You know, when you have a girlfriend, and you know they're angry,
1: and you ask that really stupid question. Like, <laughs> you had a good day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's they're both clucking ready to just so I'm yeah oh, I'm on the piss this weekend I'm tired that's great because you two are ready to rock and uh, so. and if you
2: just want to come back in like an hour and a
1: yeah. half <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pull the cord who wants to go first the Cardiff card what a wonderful boxing experience that was it was a great what event. a great, great advertisement okay that's it then great Moving build on. up <laughs> Great build up handled so professionally all the way through.
2: <coughs> you know, you got a hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, where Look, do we want to
2: start? Where do we want to start? Fuck me. This was the match room dress down day. This was the end of term <laughs> bring a gaming.
0: <laughs> no, no fucker no, took this seriously. No, no, this was this was we're going to put a booze fridge in the office.
2: <laughs> Help yourself at all times.
0: Yeah, that th-
2: th- th- this was I'm struggling where to even start. Where this do we start?
1: Okay. Let's so chronologically. What, let's talk about the production in total. And let's talk immediately about the first two fights. That's all I'll say.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I'd love to. Apart <laughs> from <laughs> they weren't shown because the Sky Sports stream went down. Like <laughs> unbelievably that you're gonna put two Olympians in a Coli and Boazzi on first. Okay, fair enough. They're not an exciting fight, so you put them on first, and then your stream goes down, so you can't show them.
0: So I, so a- and, and how got- many times has a Coli been shafted on a matchroom show?
2: I'm gonna throw this out there, right? We we criticize as fans Hearn's treatment. And I've sent this uh, this question elsewhere to the Fight Talk boys, so we'll see what they think about it as well. We criticise Hearn's treatment of the likes of Isaac Chamberlain because he doesn't hold an Olympic medal. Last night, you had three Olympians um, that are in the early stages of their career. Each of them treated like absolute garbage and so, like, is this Eddie Hearn's way of, okay, so you criticise me for my handling of non-Olympians. Rather than handle them better, I'm going to handle Olympians worse and bring them down to the same level.
0: But, but here's the strange thing, right? It's like Hearn sat there and he went, who are my guys really? On this, in, this, in, in this battle for existence, who are my guys? And he went, Ocoli? <laughs> nah, AJ's guy. <laughs> Boatsy? Nah, AJ's, AJ's guy. guy. Uh, Dave Allen? <laughs> Fuck knows. Not one of mine. Right. Swiss got Quick. Oh, shit. he's not one of the camp. Oh shit. I've got no mates at this thing tonight. <laughs> you're, you're when he says Cal fire," let's get him on. Yeah. And he literally realizes it. And, and it was it was it was sad to watch Hearn because up until the last three days Hearn had that thing of being like a <laughs> You know, like a stroppy kid where he refused to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like all 18 and a half stone of AJ just stood over him. And he just went, Eddie, you better do that Vince McMahon shit you normally do, yeah? Because if this don't sell out, I'm calling Frank. And I don't mean Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> so look,
2: you, you, you started with a Coley and Boatsy. I can't tell you how they were because they didn't show it.
1: They didn't show it. The stream didn't work. Okay, so what was the first fight that was broadcast?
2: Craig Richards, Frank Buglioni. I didn't really see it because they put a British title fight on at like half past six or something. Yeah, I like saw the part the only that reasonably matched car
0: a uh, fight within the card. Wait, well, no, wait, 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 stop! Reasonably matched. Though <laughs> oh, it turned out to be. Well, yeah, you made it out as if there was some lengthy plan here. <laughs> first of all, it was like, um, we'll match Buglioni with." Some lad who might have a medical condition that will prevent him boxing ever. We'll match him with him, and then you know Context. K nine Joe. Well, <laughs> Callum Johnson hasn't boxed for fifteen months. No one knows why he hasn't boxed for fifteen months. So he I... didn't even ask for a tune up fight. Are you
1: assuming
0: that it's a medical condition, or is, is it? It, from... it would have to be. <laughs> Otherwise,
2: he'd have just retired, right? And he's pulled out injured last minute dot com from the fight. And then they try and slip Hosea Burton in. Yeah. Like I'd say last minute, I would be hugely surprised if he wasn't injured a month six weeks ago. And they've trained Burton for the Buglione fight and tried to slip him in last minute. I wouldn't But but
0: just for the record, like just seeing how annoyed Frank was at being called BOMGLIONI, has made that word so fucking brilliant. <laughs> All I've been saying for the last two days is BOMGLIONI, <laughs> with a really smug look on my face.
1: <laughs> it sounds like some strange Italian dish, rather than, a, uh, than some sort of impressive cuss down. But...
0: It's such a clusterfuck of a fucking operation. It's, it, it's like one of those really tragic comic Apprentice episodes. You know when you watch The Apprentice? And it used to normally be I don't I don't care if it sounds sexist. It used to be the group of girls, right? And they get to a certain point, be like the fourth task in, and they just turn on each other. <laughs> like through the episode, they would just it would it would, it would, it would implode, and then Sir so, the Sugar would be like, "I've got to mix the groups up." Because this is not working. Too
1: much estrogen in this group. And, Damn and, you women with your inferior yeah. brains. And, and, this is what, <laughs>
0: and, and this is what this whole... I don't think that's inferior brains. It's just, it's just it is what it is. I love is. that
1: almost got on the radar, didn't
0: it? <laughs> i was letting it slide. <laughs> but but the, whole, the, the whole point is, we've watched this thing degenerate. And a lot of us have enjoyed it. Because how many times has Hearn shot on every
1: other promoter? over the quality of the shows. You can, you can actually, shows. actually hear Alan Shu going, right, so uh, you were tasked to put on a boxing card and <laughs> the first two fights, they weren't even on the television. What were you doing? Well, well, actually, it was John's job to press the button and <laughs> you just... Uh, no, no, I'd love to see the
0: CCTV footage, yeah? I imagine Eddie Hearn was just kicking plugs left, right and centre <laughs> <laughs> and had walking along pouring water in them. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, I've got my money, fuck all this, fuck StubHub, fuck everyone. Yeah. I've done what I had to do. Right. So but, but no, let's put some structure in this. Let's go all the way back to the beginning, right? Yeah. Let's talk about when this really went tits up. Because everyone's talking about pool after Cam. It's when Hearn told us the AJ Vlad fight was going to happen in Vegas. And all of us were like, I'm not so sure because Vlads not talking like he wants to fight anymore. Let's go back to August, right, when this all started to go tits up. Because you know in that match from spreadsheet that they like to produce because Barry and Eddie are both trained accountants. It probably had a hundred million in there. So Vlads like, I don't need this. I'm gonna go and play golf. I'm gonna go wakeboarding. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and find Shannon Briggs and deal with that prick once and for all. You know, <laughs> just his bucket list. Vlads gonna live out his bucket list, right? <laughs> So he retires. Now Hearn's like, well, well, you know, not my problem. AJ calls him. Eddie. Vlad, Vlad, but fuck. Whatever his name is. Retired, yeah? (laughs) Sort it out. Or I talk to Frank and I don't mean Bruno. (laughs) You liked that, didn't you, Eddie? You liked it, Eddie. This is his
1: catchphrase now. No,
0: so, So, it is tonight. So AJ Boxing put pressure on Matthew. You need to sort this mess out. All oh, right, mate, just, just do the mandatory, okay? I can't be asked to think of anything creative. Just do the mandatory. Pulev's there. And, you know, Pulev's probably in a bit of pain. And they're like, yeah, you fancy Pulev? Pulev's like, nah, here's six million quid. Yeah, I'll see if I get better. Then he was just like, fuck it. And I imagine this happened in September where Pulev was like, I can really beat Joshua and I'm not doing it with one arm behind my back. So at this point, one of two things is true. Either they carried on believing Pulev was just bullshitting and asking for more money, or they've told Takam already. We don't know which one it is. What we do know is Takam, apart from rumoured rounds with Dillian White, hadn't really done any sparring because there's no one around, to be honest. You know, no one's really around. As we've discussed before, maybe people are saving themselves for a bigger tournament round the corner, but there wasn't anyone around. So what Takam was doing, I don't know. So once Pulev falls off the cliff, I love it how people are going... Well, clearly he's been training.
2: He's in great shape. He's a fucking professional athlete. Like just because he's in great shape and he hasn't necessarily got a fight lined up, that's
1: his job. Yeah, but the people are so used to watching uh, like boxers do a Ricky Hatton and turn yeah. into balloons, and yeah. then and then oh, G- God, God forbid, maybe the man's a professional yeah. who <laughs> happens to be in shape, yeah.
0: one of the few that actually lives the life. Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. So, so everyone's expectations have been debased. Yeah. So when fans look. When, when, when the Sky Monkeys, and they all are monkeys, when these guys start talking to you, you're there going, oh, pool left to It's okay. No, 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 no. Our start point was Klitschko. Yeah? Our start point was a Klitschko rematch swinging into a quick mandatory, swinging into a wilder fight. Let me just address the wilder thing so everyone understands this. And if I get pulled up on a point of fact, I'll take this on the chin. The wilder fight's not happening anytime soon. Why? To fight for the WBC belt, you have to be VADA clean boxing approved. Anthony Joshua is not signed up to VADA. He's not signed up to the clean boxing program. You need to be in that for six months before you can box for one of the WBC belts. So... And you look at the names they talked about straight after the fight. They were
2: talking about Parker. They were talking about bringing Tyson Fury back. (laughs) Deontay Wilder's lip uh,
0: name did not cross Eddie Hearn's lips at any point. Because he realizes, you know, I think Hearn was there going, Yeah, yeah, we'll make the wilder fight, no drama. And someone said, Ed, don't do a McHennessy here. You gotta sign AJ up for like this anti-doping stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, those guys that caught Povekkin, that caught or that called Ortiz, that Ortiz. They basically called every boxer doping. Um Okay, how can we get the <coughs> belt off him? So 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 how can no 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 Eddie, it doesn't work that way. Wild's not the problem. Like if you want that belt, you're gonna have to be tested by Vada. And they've got tests for stuff we don't even know about yet. Uh Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> find me. Yo, AJ, um about that four belt thing, how does three sound? how does three belts sound um no eddie
1: what Four. i can't have the wbo no that's not the one we can say. no. no, no. You, you, you can have
0: that oh no no, no 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 actually you can't have that why not well you know she's on the other foot now and anthony because frank's got
1: it and i don't mean bruno <laughs> what was he taking in the car on the way here you know, no, no, but look, look. You've been taking shit impression We've pills. Lost, have uh, <laughs> lost all structure to this because you've gone completely wrong. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. What I'm saying is this whole plan of getting four belts doesn't work because Warren's never going to let AJ take the WBO. And then the WBC requires that AJ go through VADA. And I don't think many British boxers are confident going through VADA because we don't actually know what VADA can test for and we don't know what VADA can detect yet. So they're scared. We'll come on to the doping stuff regarding Muhammad Ali so, later on. hold
1: on. But then, surely, this uh, would affect uh, a World Boxing Super Series in the heavyweight division. Because before them, before they made any draws for anyone, they'd have to make sure that the fight could happen in the first place, right? Yep.
0: So, you'd have to be... So, don't expect, the, don't expect anything to happen in January. Because you have to be clean boxing approved for six months before you can fight for the WBC.
1: And we know that Anthony Joshua was not signed up to... Not that I know, I know
0: of. He might be, but I haven't seen anything that says he's he signed. He wasn't up. on the last list of people that was signed, yeah, up.
1: which <clears> came out. Nor's David Hay. Does uh, this mean anything? I it know means, you it see...
0: means you can't fight for their belts.
1: Right, okay. And wow.
0: exactly. so 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 all this talk about Wilder, yeah. All of you guys that listen to this, don't retweet any talk of AJ fighting Wilder. Don't like any shit that Eddie says about it. Just say, Eddie, is AJ gonna do the VADA testing? If so, when? I want to be there when he pisses in that cup. I, <laughs> I, I want to be. I want to see the results of that because, woo, that cup will be shaking.
1: it <laughs> will <laughs> have a six pack. It'll be eighteen and a half stone. Um. Okay. So f- let's. <sighs> let's, let's e. Richard. Let's rewind. Yeah. Let's get back to the fight we were originally <laughs> talking about before Crazy Pill Terry came on. I just went off on one. Right. Um, Craig Richards and Frank Buglioni, how did the fight go and what result did we see? Um, no idea. I saw I saw
0: dribs and drabs well, I of
2: didn't it. See, as I say, they started this at like half six when I stood out for dinner with my family. Cause I didn't assume you would put a reasonable fight on that early. Whatever, like <laughs> Frank Buglioni wins on points. Craig Richard, late replacement, gives a good account of himself from what I understand. What did Craig Uh, weigh in at? Because he would he he, I don't know. Probably massively Um, underweight. I don't know. But, you know, fair play to Craig
0: Richards. He stepped up and now there's questions over who, Frank frankly, will fight. Well, there's questions about how good this man really is. Like, if you're taking a 10-fight novice, and Craig's a 10-fight novice. I I think Craig's supremely talented. You know, I've been talking about Craig from day one on this podcast, and I've got a lot of time for Craig. But for him to take Frank Buglioni 12 rounds, and I know Steve listens to this, so hopefully he's not going to be mad at me for saying this, I think we just have to accept that Frank isn't very good at all.
1: So that's the second defence of the British title for it is. Frank <coughs> So He, he fought Ricky Summers, a man that no one had ever seen before.
2: So there's questions over his next defence, which would be his third to win it outright, and it may well be that it's a mandatory, which could... Possibly be Hosea Burton stepping in for it, or Callum Johnson, if Callum Johnson ever boxes again. Um, Question marks over it. In my view, for what it's worth, I only saw the very end of it. I've had this feeling about Frank for a long time. He's not big enough for a light heavyweight. He's a
0: super middleweight.
2: And I think he's, I don't know, I don't think he's a full-blown light heavyweight, and I don't think he ever will be.
0: I'll go go back to the interview he had with Steve Bunce, and he was talking about this post-Tudinov. And he was talking about how hard it was to make 168. And he's, like, I feel bigger and stronger at 175, which every boxer says, don't they? Because it means they can run away from their responsibilities of making weight. But there's just something about Frank. The expression I'd use is there's a lack of devil in him, if that makes sense. You, he's a guy that you... Like spite. Not that he, he has other options in life. Like he could open a restaurant like his old man did. He he has other options, and he so it's boxes like, like it,
1: you, like the raw hunger. Yeah,
0: he hasn't got that. If I don't the whole do silk this pajamas thing, <clears throat> not he... silk pajamas. It's more. I've never like I've never been close to the bread line, and he's gonna fight someone who's gonna look him in the eye and go, "This is all I have." So... It's
2: strange because he he's had like life and death fights, like that Hosea Burton fight. He went to the well in that and knocks him out in the twelfth round. The Tudenov fight, he took his lickings that night, and like. It was only stopped by the referee, but Frank got, you know, pummeled in that fight. And so it's not a, a question of desire and heart for me. It's a question of what he can give back. Is he that vicious enough that he can dish it out in the same way that he's not happy enough, but willing enough to take it?
1: So um, what, what his plan going forward clearly is to is To defend the British title once more and win it outright, that but would be the plan. What would what do we see going forward after that?
2: It depends if he wins or loses. Um, if he loses, then I think it's probably the same as what we were saying about Tyrone Nurse last week. The look at that point, we know where Frank sits, which will be around the British title, the gatekeeper element of the British title. There's no shame in that whatsoever. And the same that Tyrone yep. Nurse does a good job of being at that level we can say that Frank's good enough to be at that level and perhaps no further. But yeah. if he wins it, then the next route is a European or a world title. Oh, Do we Steve. really, you know, like... As
0: just stop, just European stop. Uh, uh, no, no, no. And I know Steve is listening to this, right? Oh. If you have any love for the sport of boxing, any respect for it, keep that man the fuck away from a world <laughs> title because harsh. he is not that good is enough. Harsh. Do you know what? No, no. Let me illustrate a point, right? <laughs> I was having a conversation with a kid called Javan Young, um, amateur of Fitzroy Lodge, and we we're talking about when he fought in the world championships, and he fought Gavodchik in the world championships, right? And and he lost. Um, the ref stopped it because he lost his temper. But we we're talking about Gavodchik, and I was like, he's turned out to be pretty effing good as a light heavyweight. He would run over Frank Buglioni. Sully Barrera would run over yeah, Frank. Should, should Kovalev I, would run if over. That's Frank. the case.
1: Then surely, if he went for a the title, then he'd just get beaten, and then he would. no, but, but no,
0: no. But there has to be something that says, "Mate, we know you're not good enough." Okay, make your money here. Be like Dennis Andries, right? Dennis Andries had a comfortable enough career, fighting for British and European titles. He'd win some, he'd lose some, but he made a shitload of money because he was Dennis Andries, and he had that name that had value. So, so he, his name has no value I'm to a COVID. I'm confused.
1: Your point is that he shouldn't try? No, why, no why she, he's not good enough. But but then surely mm. that's what the whole well, no, point no, of trying no, no, be, to no, tell no, him whether no, he's good no, enough No,
0: no, 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 no. Now you're being cash, right? <laughs> what, what,
1: you, 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 it's you, a sport. He no, 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 should really, aim no, for as no, high as he can go, no, no. surely. We
0: can't be mad at AJ fighting to Cam, which we are, quite rightly, because, you know, we're talking about shit. You're charging people for this, for tickets or whatever, right? And we know that there's a massive asymmetry of quality between the two fighters. Right. So you want to stick someone like Frank, who's a third-rate light heavyweight, like if, if he had a tier of global heavywe- uh, light heavies, he's on the third tier. You know, I think that's being respectful. He's I British think that's level. fair. That's yeah. fair. He's at the third tier. There are enough guys at the top tier to be fighting but each But he other.
2: said it himself when he was offered the ward fight. He was like, nah, don't want the ward fight. Like, I realize I'm not at that level. He said the same back Kovalev. I'm not at that level. So, so let him go for that European and yep. see how he gets... If he wins a European title, then let him go for a world title. I have no issue with that because you've proven you're the best in your continent. You've got nowhere yep. else to go at that point.
0: Agreed. So let him step to that. But but definitely not before fighting Anthony Yard, who is... What if Anthony well, Yard goes down no, the no, fucking no, no, board no, no, route no, and actually no, listens to what no, people
2: fucking no. tell him to do and fights Isaiah Burton who? rather than bottling it and ducking him? <laughs> see this?
0: Then I'm sure he see, could. See this? the he said prove you're the best in your continent. We have a WBO European champion. <laughs> right? We have a WBO European champion.
1: Which we only spoke about last week.
2: Amen. Mm. Amen. Oh. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Right, okay. That's my high five for Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you that.
0: <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> It's, 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 it's not an unusual destination for frank he's been there he, yes, he has, <laughs> he has. Yes.
1: okay um craig richards it, where does craig richards go wherever he
0: wants he's proved that he's he's at a darryl williams level if nothing else come back down to super mid have the fight with darryl williams maybe a bit too soon for rocky fielding but definitely a darryl williams john Ryder type fight yeah. for him would be good
1: okay also on the card after that was cow your how did that fight go
0: Cal Ufai is a good guy. He's like five foot one. I barely saw him on the screen.
1: Yeah, I think he won. <laughs> Great. He's, in a adult baby. He's in <clears throat> yeah. an adult yeah. baby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Look, Cal Ufai. I'm going to throw this out there, right? Cal Ufai needs to go out and take some illegal drugs and try and avoid testing and actually get some power behind him. And until he does that, I don't fucking care. <laughs> what? Well, 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 he, he, he can talk to you. He used to be part champion. of the Team GB setup. Go and speak with Muhammad Ali. Find out whatever Muhammad Ali was taking. like Trembolone. Yeah, <laughs> go and take some Trembolone. Make yourself an absolute powerhouse in that weight division mm. because until you do that, you will get beaten by every single good fighter in that weight division. So the likes of Estrada, the likes of Chocolatito, the likes of Rungasev, they'll all take out You fight because he doesn't have the power to hurt anyone at Superfly. It's just not going to happen. So they're talking about him going over to America
1: next. Good because I don't have to watch it. He needs to be more humble. The more humble you are, the more muscly you are. He <laughs> needs is... to eat some humble pie <laughs> because humble pie is humble full pie of muscle. Is the key
2: because you know somebody who ate a load of humble pie is now twenty four pounds heavier than they were exactly. when they it's were leaving the Olympics. Now Cal, you're fine. Needs to get some of that
0: humble pie down him.
1: That anabolic
0: humble pie. Yeah,
1: there's an exponential <laughs> link between hum- uh, being humble, humility, and and you know uh, and muscle mass. Um, okay, there he is. he's Katie... not humble enough. <laughs> Katie Taylor also fought. Um, I'm I'm bored of Katie Taylor. How, how much out of Cow Cal- Cal- you fight and Katie Taylor, which one do you care about less? Carrie fight. Katie
2: Ooh. Taylor did well. I really enjoyed the Katie Taylor fight, which is probably. <laughs> This is a, a tallest dwarf competition, especially with Cal Yafi in it. Um, <laughs> but like, which one's the least shit was Katie Taylor? from Like, she was better than Dillian White. She was better than Cal Ufi. Um She was a fantastic performance. I don't necessarily care about women's boxing. I'm sat watching it going, it's still two-minute rounds. It's still a world title fight over 10 rounds. What the fuck is wrong with this? Like, you want equality and stuff, do it over three rounds. Uh, sorry, three-minute rounds and do it over 12 rounds. As it stands, we're getting 20 minutes of boxing, whereas a men's world title fight would be 36 minutes. Why are they minutes. still
1: two-minute
0: rounds? Um, so, so the official reason is that apparently there's research that shows that if you put women through the three-minute rounds, the trauma sustained actually has a long-term effect on them. So the idea is if you...
2: put <laughs> does it to men? <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that was my point. But the,
1: but but a nine like, stone mailbox, no, 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 no. But but
0: but, but there's, so there's a number of things
1: you've said so, before about uh, different structures. Of well, it's it's so so well,
0: physiologically, estrogen kind of makes your your tendons, Crazy. your ligaments, and whatnot. <laughs> you tend to be looser in the ligaments and tendons and muscles, which is why, especially what? around the vagina, cause men don't get that. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Sorry. Oh wow! Oh. No, I'm
2: just saying that's yeah. a sci- that's a scientific fact. You can bank that. <laughs> but that's pretty much men's wh- vaginas are looser than women's. <laughs> Carry on.
0: <laughs> As you were. No, but look. Oh. In, so, so in essence, what you have is
1: we just you, reached, you, that's a new low. You have <laughs> you chart ha-
0: that. yeah, no. You have different physiologies, which mean your ability to absorb the punches is completely different, which poses health risks around you know if you can generate a high level of force, but you can't really absorb a high level of force, there's that asymmetry, which is far wider in women's contact sports than it is in men's contact sports. Which is why, as we discussed last week, the issue of trans athletes joining in is a massive concern.
2: But, you know, again, go back, right? Katie Taylor was impressive in that fight. She drops whatever her name was, a bird from Argentina. Early on, I thought she was going to finish her off. She didn't. But I will always struggle to take it seriously. The same as, like, women's tennis to an extent. You can sit and watch men's tennis. The Wimbledon final can go on for, like, five and a half hours. You know, it can be a five-set thriller. And you can sit there and go, crikey. Like, their levels of athleticism, their levels of fitness, their levels of avoiding drug-taking. Concentration. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All those things. Their humility. Their <laughs> humility. The humility, the humble pie they've eaten. Uh, all those things make you sit at home on your sofa and go, fucking hell, they are next level. Like, I could not do that. I'm not saying I could get in a ring with Katie Taylor, but the fact they're doing 20 minutes instead of 36 minutes, I can't take it seriously.
0: But well, it's, it's a strange one because I always benchmark Katie Taylor against Clarissa Shields. I can watch the Shields fight because I get the feeling Shields isn't really concerned with the finer points of boxing and is in there to basically beat the crap out of someone. And I can, I can get down with that pretty much. What I can't get down with is those sky numpties once again talking about that amateur pedigree and this this, this tough young lady from Bray who's done this and that. And they sell you this story that they've been selling us for a year, but the truth is we don't give a shit about Katie Taylor. N- no one with half a brain and half an interest in boxing gives a shit about Katie Taylor. Is- because, and I want to say this, oh. she was a great amateur when it was just, kind of female bouncers and I mean, converted Greco-Roman wrestlers taking it up. When the real athletes came into boxing, when the people who would have been 100 meter runners or gymnasts came into boxing, Katie Taylor stopped winning. When the competition stepped up, she stopped winning. So it's a matter of time before she comes across someone who has those athletic gifts and she can't really exploit the fact that she's been boxing since like 1998
1: and a lot of these people haven't. Well, speaking from a more casual perspective, definitely than than you two in terms of um well practically every element of boxing but especially female boxing for me it would be hard to invest in any sort of athlete if i don't know the landscape of the sport and there's no other personalities for me to so i don't want if Anthony joshua was like he's the greatest heavyweight in the world who's he fighting this week Johnny Blue Pants. Next week, Johnny Green Pants. Which is why, signed, which out is why
2: they signed Natasha Jonas. Because Eddie Hearn didn't want to sign Natasha Jonas. We know this. But you sign her because it's... You know, you can build her on a next gen card, you can put her on up in Liverpool, and at some point those two will meet. Because what you're saying is you don't know who else is in that division. I want I, I don't know who I else is. I want in to that know division.
1: this competition and I want her to face but, that. However, you know the name
2: Natasha Jonas, <laughs> of course right? I do, yeah. Right. So Natasha Jonas will end up in the ring, probably in the homecoming for Katie Taylor, or maybe when they bring her back over, and you'll go, Oh, I know Natasha Jonas, yeah. I know Katie Taylor. Right now I'm interested. Because that's the only reason she's on the books at Matchroom. But that is the only one, right? But but
0: also, no, but the problem you would also have is if you actually did a full landscape assessment, you'd laugh your head off. And you'd go, so the woman ranked number eight in the world has had 15 defeats and three wins and is normally your barista at Euston Station. Or sometimes she works at Millie's Cookies, depending (laughs) on if she needs Christmas (laughs) money or not. That's the problem. Women's boxing is in a turgid state at the moment because the women who are supposed to be pushing this forward are lazy as fuck. And all it is is (laughs) it's an excuse to gain publicity... And get sponsorship. Meanwhile, no, no, no. And I say this because there are women out there like Stacy Copeland, Stacy Copeland, not an Olympian, high level boxer. was a high level footballer, but every day you follow her on social media every day. She's saluting female boxers and female sportswomen. She's really pushing the agenda actively, which I respect because I'm like, you are actually being a pioneer. Whereas all those people who had a higher profile than you have failed you. That's what I mean. So, I respect what Stacey Copeland is doing. I respect what Sam Smith is <clears throat> doing because they're leading by example. Where's Nicola Adams? Why isn't Nicola Adams going, go Katie Taylor? Where is that? Well, why isn't Tasha Jonas going, go Katie Taylor? Where is that? Where is that sisters doing it together?
1: You know I mean, where is it? Okay, let's move on. Um, Dillian White.
0: Oh, oh, this was
2: so fucking bad.
1: So he was fighting Hellenius, right?
2: Hellenius, right, who turns up. I think Hellenius had trained for a six-minute fight, but unfortunately there were ten more rounds to go after that. <laughs> and so Hellenius makes it semi-interesting for, like, two rounds. And he has Dillian White in a bit of trouble. I think it's the second round. Ooh, with a the jab. At the end. Yeah. And so it's interesting. There's two rounds where you're like, okay, so Dillian White's just loading up on everything. Again, it's like he's got his power button stuck on his controller and he's just going for that big right overhand. Like, honestly, if if Robert Hellanius can read your big right hand, you're not very good. And that's the problem that we've got here is that Dillian White then didn't have any other options necessarily. He just, he carried on doing the same thing while Robert Hellanius denigrated in front of us. And so you had 10 rounds of Robert Hellenius just walking round against the back to the ropes with his hands up and Dillian White couldn't finish him. Couldn't even get close to finish him. Couldn't even do enough damage to like drop him or make it look like he was going to drop him. It was honestly one of the biggest like washouts of a fight I've
0: ever seen. So so one of the things I want to touch on is this, right? When Hearn puts fights together, you know there's certain fights he doesn't expect to go the distance. That's why he stacks his cards the way he does because people are supposed to fall over. And and I'll call it the the sky hype machine priming. What they normally do in the first couple of rounds, they'll prime the audience for what fight to expect. So you'll get so here we have Hellenius and We need to see how much is left in the tank. He hasn't looked good. They'll basically... So the first first round... He's been out for a while. Yeah, they'll sack him off and go, he's basically shit, right? That's what they do. They go, he's basically shit. Dillian's really good. He's been working with Tibbs. He's in Loughborough. He's running up hills. He's walking on water. So that's what they do. He's ready for Wilder. They'll associate his name elsewhere. Thinking that the fight's going to stop after three. (laughs) And everything they've said has been true. So when you get to round eight, nine... It reverses. Yeah, so it's basically like how heroic Hellenius is. And he, he trains
2: with top people.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's a top sparring partner. You know, he's fighting like he's looking for an AJ fight. He's, he really, he's like, he's got that hunger back. And then they'll they'll kind of turn it down on Dillian and go, oh, what, what the hell is all this? And I don't know what's happening with Dillian. He's back to the drawing board. And Sky will always do that, right? Because really, none of those fucking monkeys have a clue about what they're talking about. Because every two minutes, something goes in their headphones and says, look, this is what you have to say now. And so it's it's, it's just it's annoying as hell. But as for the fight, Helanius looked like he was looking for dinner, Mate, I, look I just want to I want to hit the floor, right? But you haven't given me anything I can <laughs> hit the floor to. <laughs> I'm
1: no, I'm not going down for that. No, no, yeah. come on. Yeah, like yeah, no no come mate, on, mate, I'm mate. not even that good. Just you you've got, just you've, you've me got down. to you've got to earn it. Like like didn't
0: you watch the Cesora fight? Come on. It was it's, so it's a horrible, horrible fight. It's a horrible fight. Save, save yourself 40 odd minutes. Do not watch it. Okay, so ever. What, was,
1: what was the result?
0: Uh, wide points. Wh- Ooh, wide points, Margin. Ma- yeah, I wide, even didn't wasn't happy. Yeah, he's, he's unhappy. Yeah, 118, 110, or something. But or something. the wilder talk has stopped now. I think, I, think, I think we can say the wilder talk has just definitely stopped.
1: On that then, um, Shamir asks why were the Hearn commentary team setting up White versus Wilder? they
2: still need... The problem they've got with Dillian is that we've all got eyes. That's the biggest problem that Sky have got. (laughs) Is that they still have to sell a product. They still have to sell Dillian White and they still have to make... Because they haven't got like a plethora of heavyweights that they can just rely upon. So they still need Dillian White as a commodity. And so they still need to talk about him in the same breath as Deontay Wilder. But we've all just watched... And, like, Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder, for as crude as he is, would have walked through Robert Hellenius in four rounds. And Dillian
1: White. In and Dillian White, right. yeah. He could have taken them both on. because I'd, I'd like to watch Wilder walk through White, if I'm honest. I'd, so I hope it does happen. Yeah, do you know, there's a little part of me that, like, just
2: make the fight. <laughs> Come on, man, because I can't be arsed with the narrative around it anymore. Like, just do it. If, if everybody listening and, like, all the boxing fans each chip in, like, a fiver each... We can pay for that Wilder purse to come over it. And it's nothing against Dillian White, because I like Dillian White, but he's just not as good as what people are making him out to be. And when I say people, I mean the Sky Team. It's almost like they wish he was that good, so they just pretend he is. Yeah, and so like, what they'll do is they'll keep finding people with these like reasonable records, because Hellenius has only ever lost the one fight. And they'll find people for Dillian White to beat still, until they can either get Wilder and make some money, or they can put him in with Joshua. I'd like to see him fight Emmy
0: and Hardcore Mansoor.
2: I'd like, like, based on last night, I want to see him fight Joe Joyce. Like th- that fight. And when yeah. I say I want to, I actually don't want to because it'd be fucking turgid. But I want to see what the result would be <laughs> because it would be based on last night. One robot that's stuck on power shots, <laughs> and the other robot that just doesn't have a reverse gear and walks forward. Like that's what we would be stuck <laughs> with. And like, it would almost be like a glitch in the boxing system that you'd have these two people that, <laughs> uh, I can't even get my it's head around. on power on
1: PowerShell.
2: <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> like, who wouldn't want to see that just as like a, an absolute novelty? Fight number two versus Dillian White, who's been stringing this out for far too long now and making a living off one left hook. Like, let's just get it over <laughs> and done
0: with. <laughs>
1: You imagine you go like EA Sports fight night and you're going through you're selecting your characters and it's like bing Dillian White strengths power shots weaknesses power shots only <laughs> you know how like when you're when you're flicking through the characters
2: they might shadow box a bit white's just like ah, big right hand big right hand big right hand big right hand
1: and then you go and you press X is power shot big right hand circle power <laughs> shot big right hand Nothing you do you can't even turn. So you press left and he just throws a right hand patch. So. so look
2: again, it's nothing against Dillian White, but that's what his limitations are. To talk of him in the same breath as the best heavyweights on the planet is almost insulting to those
1: heavyweights. Like you're preaching to the choir here because I've always I've always felt that. I've perhaps been a bit uh, perhaps i jumped the gun and i got a bit lucky with the way that they are, but i've never ever rated it. him whatsoever yeah. maybe it's a bit of luck but i've finally got there in the end D- D-
0: no, did a great character for boxing yes he's absolutely brilliant character but he's he lacks the defence he lacks the guile and he lacks the power to make a difference at the top level he of the game he really doesn't
2: turn his hand over when he punches does he no But like, he doesn't turn that shot over so as much as it looks like a big right hand it's not like a, a powerful right hand. But
0: who's he put down? I'm trying to think. Who's, who, he hasn't really put anyone down in a long time, has he? No. No coincidence. Who?
1: Uh, quick answer, if, I, if you like. Oh, yeah. um, who is the best heavyweight in the world at the moment? Deontay Wilder.
2: Joshua. But, well, we'll come on to it.
1: Oh. When we talk about Joshua. <laughs> Which there is no reason why we couldn't talk about that now. Oh,
2: right. <laughs> Where do we... Let's start with the ring walks, man. Right. Okay. The ring walks
1: that so, fucking... Am I right <sighs> in thinking this was when the power cut happened?
2: Yeah. So, like, what happened, right? I'm watching this at home and my stream goes down. Just as Joshua's coming out from the back, my stream goes down. I'm like, shit. So I'm flicking through my Cody box. I get another stream up. And all that we've got then is the crowd noise and Anthony Joshua walking down to the ring in pitch black. I'm like, this is brilliant. There's no commentary. There's no, like, for whatever reason, my stream has cut all the, the background noise. And no, that wasn't the case at all. It's that there was a power cut in the stadium. And so we had no ring walk music. I just thought, like, this week has been farcical leading up to this night. And this is the fight that we've been building up to. This is so apt. It's tremendous. Like, this is everything that this week has been in culmination right now, in that there's a power cut and you can't play any music. And the big screens went off in the stadium. So people could just see this dude walking like in a white dressing gown. And that's it. Like, if you're in row XXXX of the Cardiff Stadium, you
0: probably see nothing. That's brilliant. <laughs> how, how weird must that look? Because the white the white works when you've got shitloads of lights and music. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you just look it's like a fucking numpty, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you literally look like you're walking to take your shower in the it morning. It looks like
2: you've just got lost in a premiere in, and you've ended up in the, the Millennium Stadium. So you end up with Joshua walking... No, that's a power cup. Brilliant.
1: Um... But yeah, right. So we get into the ring. The fight starts. How did it start, and how did it get Look, going, etc. To, to Cam, how was the fight? To Cam came like a guy
0: who was like, "Fuck, I haven't had enough time to prepare for this." You know, it's we've all had this. Like, you walk into a meeting and you have to deliver a presentation <laughs> you have not prepared, and you talk around the issue without getting to it, right? And, and, and eventually,
2: you give up doing that. So you yeah. just headbutt someone.
0: <laughs> which is <laughs> what Takam did. Which is essentially what Takam did. So so if you, 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 watch, you watch the first round, right? And I'm like, okay, Takam's going to try and draw Joshua in. And when Joshua puts the pressure on, Takam's going to circle out to his right. Nice and simple. All AJ has to do is cut the ring off, throw combinations. This doesn't go three rounds. So AJ refuses to cut the ring off. AJ refuses to throw combinations. And instead, tries to pot shot with to Cam
2: was that the worst opening round of any heavyweight title fight you can remember Yeah, I,
0: because- can't, I can't think of a worse because it almost looked like these two had sparred somewhere in secret and they were wary of what each other could do because I was like you guys are fighting like you know each other AJ should have been like I don't know this guy I'm just going to steamroller him See, give the fans their money leave the guy unconscious
1: from what I saw of the fight which wasn't a lot and when I did I was heavily intoxicated It what shocked me most was the fact that Joshua wasn't, didn't seem to be taking any risks, No, uh, you know, playing it really safe. But yeah, he also didn't particularly seem concerned with anything Takam had to throw at him. I was thinking, but what are you doing? So,
0: so here's my question. I've asked this before. Is Joshua injured and he's just not telling us? Because it, he looked like someone who was conserving something. He, it, it looked like he couldn't let go like he wanted to. And I don't think it was the weight. Well, maybe it is the weight. Maybe like, he's so, too big, but he's so definitely... So he came
1: in how much over, like, over well, his normal fight? Well, no,
0: weight? he came in at 254 pounds, which is 18 stone two. And that is about eight pounds more than I weigh. And I know I am not meant to be
1: this weight. <laughs> that's not a, <laughs> a, a great figure for Cotton. But, uh, no, but that's the heaviest he's ever been, right? In a fight, in a ring? Well, the heaviest he's ever been in a boxing
0: fight. Yeah, I imagine he's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine
1: he's been bigger at other stages. Um, right, so here okay, so the rest of the fight, how did you There's sit? a
2: fundamental problem with Joshua that when you've got someone in front of you who doesn't stand in front of you, he doesn't know what he's doing. And whether that was like every single time Takam got cornered, Terry mentioned it a minute ago about cutting the ring off. It's fucking boxing 101 in that he didn't step to his right because Takam just kept like he would almost sell the dummy at times start to go to his right slip back to the left and then come out Joshua either needs to walk to his right and not walk forward and then right or he needs to throw a right hook and he didn't either and so Takam, I lost count just kept walking off to the left and <laughs> just left like punching
0: nothing it's embarrassing In a lot of ways, because I've always asked this question, you know, why does Rob McCracken have the reputation he has? Basically, Rob McCracken is famous for taking a guy who could already box with a chin of iron and getting him to world titles because that's so hard to do, right? Um, But just touching back on the fight, AJ didn't use the jab enough. His right hands weren't straight when they needed to be. He would have made that fight a lot quicker if he had thrown those straight rights that he threw at Charles Martin. I don't know if Takam would have gone the distance. So I don't know what's happened. Is he injured? Is he disillusioned? Did he not take this seriously? I don't know. Okay. But but it was it was a it was a garbage fight. With a shocking, absolutely disgraceful stoppage, maybe the worst stoppage I've seen oh. in a long when time. Like, can
1: we, I, I don't want to get onto that just yet because then I've got some questions I want to ask. You want to come? You want to come in? As no, you no, to, we'll, we'll touch. Okay, right. Okay. So Liverpool J asks, "Why does AJ have no stamina?" There's a few questions here, so feel free to take these because quick he's, fire.
0: Because he's eighteen stone two. And at 18 stone two, nobody has any stamina.
2: Carlos Takam starts coming back into it. About round six, he starts landing
1: right hands as Joshua's coming in. See, and Liverpool J goes on to ask, as AJ consistently gases after five, should Dillian White ignore her and target AJ immediately? But I think she's also uh, asking here, uh, you know, why does he gas after five as much as anything else? It's the weight. Like,
0: It's not like... So when you look at Fury, Fury will come into the ring at 18 stone six, right? But that's kind of his natural... Yeah, like genetically, Fury would probably float around at that anyway. AJ's a 16 stone man tops, right? He was at the Olympics when, you know, there was, I mean, Olympic level drug testing and he had carefully controlled nutrition and he was on the best program with the best experts in the world helping him grow and develop. And he managed to get to like... 103 kilos i think he was then
2: he's put on two stone
0: yeah so so how a man Mm. goes from 103 to 117 118 kilos like i mean like that humble pie is highly anabolic clearly like if you're a female do not take humble pie whatever (laughs) you do because you might end up with desperate dan type beard and everything i'll tell you how he's done it right because he takes so
1: And that is a very good reason why you should come to the live show. (laughs) (laughs) Because I will not edit out (laughs) comments like that. Okay. Uh, But,
0: okay,
2: let's go back to why gases. Right, okay. I know it's an obvious one, but (laughs) how much oxygen is needed for those muscles on the Joshua frame? Like, muscle oxygenation, when you've got a body that looks like that, that is a six-pack on a six-pack, muscles upon muscles how much oxygen would you be requiring to get through the body to do, uh, to make sure that you can
0: keep going for the full period? Here's the thing, right? I believe this about AJ. I think when they sat there and they looked at AJ, they went, what if we could take David Hay and make him bigger? Just a shitload bigger. He probably just lost out as a heavyweight because he wasn't that big. If we can take a big athletic guy and just have him box. That's what will happen. And I think what they've done is they've gone too far the other way now. So Joshua's still reasonably athletic in okay. short bursts.
1: Okay, let me ask you this though. What would Joshua gain by getting smaller? Would it just be stamina? No, because so no,
0: eat... no, no. No, so, so, people, so people get this wrong about boxing.
1: I feel like he's stacking on the one thing he relies on, which is his power. No, no, no. So remember what
0: power is. Power is the function of two variables, right? Speed plus mass. Essentially, is it speed plus mass? Never really know. Something like that. That's the equation. So there are two variables. Like if you get heavier, you then need more energy to generate the force that was needed to be as fast as you were before. Yeah. This is why okay. once you get past a certain weight, you can't run that fast. Right. Right? So with AJ, he probably went from 16 stone to 16 and a half, and he was probably increasing his power because he was growing into that frame. A stone later, now the body's saying, do you know what? It's taking so much energy to accelerate from zero to maximum velocity. We're draining ourselves, generating that force. Not only that, we're really putting the stress.
1: His flexibility's also got to be disadvantaged, has it not? With the the amount of muscle that he can... No, but look, he can do headstands and stuff. He's in good shape. The problem is, he's
0: not a 12-round fighter.
2: I mean, Uh, the only thing he would argue back in case anyone's at home, saying, well, think about back to the Klitschko fight. And, you know, he, in the 11th round there, was still able to go once again. But he did take that rest for, like, three rounds in the middle of the Klitschko fight. It's not like he went for 11 rounds. He went for maybe seven, eight, and he got his ass handed to him for three of them.
0: But also remember, this, this is what I say. Like, if you look at all of AJ's opponents, right, they're all fighters that like to go backwards. Apart from, I'm guessing Dillian White was the guy that didn't like to go backwards, and look at the trouble he gave. They haven't gone after anyone who can come forward, like a, like Chisora doesn't go backwards. L-
1: uh, um, Liverpool J again asks: Is is he a- can stop now? He can stop. Is is AJ <laughs> guilty of believing his own hype? Well, no, because I don't think he makes these decisions.
0: I think McCracken makes these decisions. I think McCracken's now revealing himself to be an average coach at best. You you give him. A gold-plated prospect, you can kind of guide them there, but McCracken, McCracken couldn't take O'Hara Davis and make him an all-time great, and how, that's the test for me.
1: How much? Um, in fact, actually, let's talk about let's talk about the stoppage now. So, I listened. Let's
2: rewind before the stoppage. Right, so let's touch ahead. on the fact that. After three, four rounds, the referee was asking the doctor to check Takam's eye because yeah, he's see got that, a yeah. cut above the eye, right? Uh, left eye, right eye, can't remember. Um, but he ended right. up with both, Yeah. which was my confusion. Hmm. The referee gets consulted. Can you check out his eye? The sky camera goes in. It doesn't look bad necessarily. Like It's a cut, but we see cuts all the time. Fight goes on. Every like two or three rounds now, the referee is asking the doctor, can you look at his eye? Can you look at his eye? It's almost like they wanted the fight to be stopped.
1: <laughs> almost like?
2: Almost like they wanted the fight to be stopped. Clearly that it's almost case. like they needed to keep that Joshua stoppage record intact. 20 from uh, 20. I'm going to keep quiet until we get to the stoppage. It's almost as if they were doing that by asking the doctor, look, could you lend us a hand here? Could you stop the fight? But the doctor refused to. The doctor's like, nah, carry on. You know I'm a qualified doctor, right? <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, so Dr. Nick doesn't stop the fight, and they're getting annoyed about it. So he still goes on. Takam, look, by this point, Takam's like nine rounds down after nine rounds, probably. Uh, maybe he's won one or two in the middle. They get into the 10th, which is where Joshua has predicted the fight ends. For the record, if any boxer ever predicts, any top level boxer ever predicts what round a fight is going to stop, take them up on it. Like because I often think they're not quite smart enough not to tell us. Like <laughs> if something has been agreed in some way, like it's almost as if they're just they can't compute not to let that information
1: out, or their ego won't allow them to make sure they're wrong. It's almost you know like I mean? like, yeah, right, Josh, like drop them in a an tenth and then it's like. That. Like, I can't tell him it's going to end in the ninth because I know it's going to end in the tenth.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so you've got Joshua coming in on Takam on the ropes. Takam takes maybe three. There's probably a ten-punch combination in total, of which probably three of them actually land. And the rest Takam either takes or slips. And the highlight of that being when the referee jumps in and puts Takam in a fucking headlock. Is exactly when Takam has just slipped a shot. He brought his glove up to the side of his face, slips out the way. As he slips, the referee
0: jumps yeah, in. I find that odd. But actually, actually go, like, I had to watch this back at like a quarter speed. There's a point when the ref is there, he's watching it. And AJ throws a big right haymaker, right? Takam sees it and whips his head back. And to give Takam his due, The speed he pulled his head back showed me that he wasn't knackered because he went from kind of being crouched down to whipping his head back to pull. The ref would have seen that punch didn't connect. At home, you look at the head going back, you're like, Jesus, that was a hell of a punch. But the ref would have seen from his angle the punch didn't connect. So Takam pulls his head back, pulls out to the right, knowing that a shot's going to come from the left side afterwards, drops down, and at the point that AJ now wants to reset with the jab, which Takam blocks with a cross-handed block, the ref's got his hand out already at this point. His hand is out already. It's not like the ref's having a look. The ref's like, I'm fucking stopping this. And then you're like, but on what basis? And I went back to that video. Was On what basis are you stopping the fight? Because Takam's just pulled off an absolutely brilliant piece of defensive movement. Like Heavyweights don't do that. Dillian could watch that and learn because it was literally pull back from the right hand, drop down so the left hand, the left jab screws up. And then AJ goes to throw another right, which he d- dips under and he gets caught on the shoulder blades. And I'm like, this Takam guy can defend. And then the ref stops the fight, gets him in a in a headlock. Joshua hits him. And then he does that, you know, that, that kind of sort of fake arrogance where he just lets his arms flop and go, what more could I do? And he tries to talk to Takam. And Takam's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he, he was there like, what? What? And I'm looking at Takam, I'm like, mate, you're you're fine. And I've seen the
2: arguments, like you'd rather see it stopped around earlier rather than around later, especially with heavyweights. That like you don't want to see them stretch it out of there. You want to see them leave the ring safely. Yeah. There was very little risk Takan was getting stretched out of there because he still had all of his wits about him. And he was still perfectly fine. He was still firing back. He just he was absorbing that. He was taking a defensive moment, making defensive movements. He wasn't in trouble. And that's what's baffling about it. It wasn't like Klitschko, who was just up against the ropes, getting battered. And you're like, all right, I know why you stopped that. Like, on what basis should Takam have been stopped, yet Anthony Joshua was allowed to probably be knocked out against Klitschko, end up on his hands and knees, drag himself to his feet, stumble around like a pisshead for three rounds, and yet that's fine, but Takam can't make defensive movements without being stopped. That is... (laughs)
0: disgraceful. It's shocking refereeing and he shouldn't be allowed to ref a world title fight again because it's meant that Takam's stock isn't as high as it should have been because he should have been like, I took the guy the and distance. And his pride. And he could have then legitimately said I want a full camp in a rematch. Yeah. But now he can't because he got stopped. We can move past that now. We can move to fight. You know, but they asked the question. Say. No, no, no. But do you remember the question was, will Takam get a rematch? No.
1: And I was like, ooh.
0: Yeah, if you're to camera, you just want to go for that number one spot now and fight him.
1: Um, questions about AJ and Wilder? There is a lot of them. Oh um, Vada, that's I think your hunter. That is that exactly what I was about to ask. Okay, so I'm I'm because there's questions about why we why they we'll answer the
2: question why, when AJ signs up.
1: Yeah, the questions is it around why is White and Wilder getting mentioned when AJ would surely be more money. Well, if anything.
0: The, no, no, but, no. But, but look it's, it's the Hearn approach isn't it It's
1: so Eddie Hearn would make more money him personally or Matchroom would make more money out of White Wilder than he would AJ Wilder well he is made more correct? money from the double yes. hit
0: right this is why he yeah. always puts two people in front always, you've always got to get in front you've got to get past someone to get to his cash cows right so you take Joshua's probably his only cash cow at the moment and it is literally alright David hey you've got to fight Bellew first before you can fight Joshua Oh, you beat Bellew. Oh, uh, you got going to fight Dillian first before you can fight Joshua. He'll always put something in the way. Because deep down, he knows AJ's likely to get hit. David Hay would have watched that fight yesterday and gone, mm. You know what I mean? Like a lion watching a zebra, just there, just licking his lips. He's just there looking at his talons going, Not as scary as I thought it would be. Because Does David Hay beat Joshua in your opinion? Yep. Anyone that can throw four-punch combinations beats Anthony Joshua. Anybody. No. And the reason I say that is you can look good when people are just retreating on you, right? And that's what all of his opponents have done. Let's go through them. Takam, notorious for just going, but he, he likes that. He he likes to see himself as a bit of a heavyweight counterpuncher. Klitschko's never been one to go forward, right? We all know that. Molina a backpedaler of the highest order, you know, like he beat Adamek, but Adamek was giving him hell before that. Brazil loves the ropes on his back. Charles Martin, he's anything at any given loves moment. Loves the canvas on his back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so l- l- look how far back we've gone. <laughs> yeah. Look how far back we've gone. And he hasn't fought a come forward Combination punch here. But
2: look, if Hay can turn up seventy five percent against Bellu and take Bellu out, then we can talk about it. Until it, then, like it's it's not yeah. It's one. It's yeah, not a viable is, fight. N- if, well, well, it's not. like if, when, you, when your last result is a loss to Tony Bellew, you can't be talking about being the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, so, so it's not really hey, a loss, is beat, It is. It's not really It enough. is no, because no. he's got the same body when he fights him next time. And if he doesn't, if he's upgraded that body and is now working better, then fine. We'll have the conversation then. But we can't.
1: If Hay beats Bellew, do we see Hay go on to uh, get in line for Joshua or do we see him fight Bellew again?
0: Mm, <sighs> well, the... <sighs> Hearn will say... Yeah. He... Finish the trilogy, then we'll talk about AJ. Then he'll say, "Well, you got to fight
1: White." I'll be honest. If, if if Hay beats Bellew, I just don't want to see another fight. I can't bothered before AJ Bellew. I've already lost a lot of interest in this upcoming fight. I agree. I'd rather see Hay. He hasn't got that much time left, so just crack on with the
2: yeah. Go in,
0: go for the jugular. Yeah. if you're gonna do it,
1: but that's what I'd rather. Yeah. Um,
0: but I'll... but Hearn will never do that because he has a revenue model that he wants to support. <laughs> So he will keep feeding Joshua these back foot foot fighters. If
1: he doesn't cash in on Hay soon, what about if Hay gets a really bad injury again, which he's... Then he loses that chance to exploit that. It's going to be a massive financial
0: He's lost fury already, right? He lost fury. That Hay defeats cost him another 20 million quid. And the problem... I'm trying to understand Eddie Hearn here because he treats Wilder with so much disrespect that it strikes me as being a scorched earth policy where Hearn sat then he's gone, Team Joshua are going to do the Wilder fight without me. So I'm going to shit on Wilder. So no one respects him. So when that fight happens, you're going to be like, well, Hearn said he was crap. Because if you're Eddie Hearn and you're like, well, really my big money fight for AJ is Wilder. I'm going to be there going, this Wilder is awesome, man. Like, wow, yep. scary guy. <laughs> Look at all these knockouts. Do I think AJ could win? Don't know. It's a tough one. There's a lot of variables here. I would not be shitting on Deontay Wilder. By
2: associating Deontay Wilder's name to Dillian White, you're already downgrading him.
0: That's just a fact. And that's not harsh on White at all. It's just a yeah. fact. But this is a WBC champion who won the belt. Whatever you think of the... He won the belt legitimately against the only other guy in the WBC people wanted to see him fight. That's what he did. He didn't have the belt handed to him. He didn't pay six million quid to buy a belt off anyone. They didn't fight a granddad to validate their status. While they did it the, the traditional way, that's what makes him the number one heavyweight. I don't know if he's the best heavyweight. He's the number one because his CV is legitimate. His title win is legitimate.
1: Um, yeah. We didn't get many questions this week. We got a lot from Liverpool J, as I've mentioned their name a few times. I know. Um, the last one I'm going to go through because we got dozens. Um, was how much reputational damage has AJ done to Matchroom with this pay-per-view?
0: Well, this absolute disaster of a pay-per-view. So, No, no, let's roll back. Let's all roll back. We'd always been fed the narrative, the story, the myth that Eddie Hearn was responsible for putting the fights on. He determined everything. Team AJ handled everything outside the ring and all this sort of thing. I think... What we've realized now is Team AJ handle everything. Hearn's role is just to execute. And for that, he gets paid a fee, maybe a commission. I don't know. But what Hearn doesn't do is determine who's on the undercard, how much the undercard will cost. Because we can go back through all the Hearn undercards on things he classes as pay-per-view. And he'll normally get his his big hitters on there because he understands it's a good it's a good platform for them. And you don't see any of those guys. You know, none of the next-gen guys are really on there. Craig Richards is on there simply to fill a spot. Ocoli's an AJ guy. Bozzi's an AJ guy. Cordina, Cordina's not a money maker. full stop. However people want to view him, Cordina does not make money for matchroom. So this card essentially looks like AJ Boxing going, you have this tiny budget to make a card happen. I don't care how you do it. Go and do it. Don't screw it up. And so Hearn has taken the approach of, let me show these guys why I'm Eddie Hearn because this this shit is not easy. Because let's be honest, if this had gone off without a hitch and it had been an amazing event, Team AJ would be like, we don't need this guy. Or you're going to push your share of the deal up and squeeze Eddie Hearn even further because he's like, well, we didn't need you for that event. But the reputational damage done to Hearn, Matchroom, and AJ because we've had to sit through this garbage for the last 2 to 4 weeks.
1: Right. So Riku Heikler asks, is it a risky strategy for Eddie Hearn to to give Team Joshua so much control over the Cardiff card which I I mean I'm presuming they is take the case. it. He
0: doesn't give them control. They take it.
1: Well, then he asks uh is it to prove to Team Joshua that they still need Eddie beyond 2018? Yes,
0: they do. Because the thing about Hearn is this, right? And now you know you speak to journeymen and this is the case Hearn will say to you look i'm going to put you on this card but i'm going to need you for these three other cards this year so don't go to frank don't go to cyclone you work with me right team aj don't have that sort of clout because like haymaker ringstar they have a very small stable it's anchored by aj and if for some reason AJ was out for a year and a half, two years, these guys would have to scuttle back to matchroom because AJ Boxing couldn't sustain it. And I think Eddie's just issuing a warning that says, look, if the next one's this bad, you guys are screwed, so you better be nice to me. But can I just add one more thing in? Sorry. Yeah. Let's not underestimate the influence of Sky in this. I'm sure Sky have had words and said, listen... Eddie, we've got a contract with you as well, so I know you want to scuttle the ship, but this can't look bad on Sky. Yeah, I can imagine there was a three-way conversation that was happening because there were there are three key stakeholders in this. Like I've said, I, I genuinely believe that Sky get a proportion of everything—the pay per view, the gate, everything. Otherwise, why would they have this model? Like they overpaid for the Premiership. We all know that they're trying to recoup money any way they can, and they know they can just shaft these boxing fans for every penny.
1: Brooke Stretfield asks, shout out to Brook, um, do you think Anthony Joshua has a sell-by date? If you do, then what would it be?
2: His sell-by date comes the first time he's in a, a contentious win, something that looks dodgy. Um, the stoppage may have looked dodgy last night, but the outcome was always inevitable. But all those fans that are at home, right? I'll give you the example. My wife was telling me last night about two guys that were doing the, when she was doing a school run last week, two guys stood outside the school gate saying, oh, Joshua's fighting this week. I'm going to get it. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Who's he fighting? Oh, I don't know. But I know it changed. So who was he fighting? I don't know. So like these people that are just willing to buy it because it's Anthony Joshua's name. Sky can now call him 20 and 0, 20 knockouts. But, at some point, he's going to come across a fight where he doesn't do that. And at that point, Hearn's going to have to really turn on the spin to make us believe that he's still this phenomenal, like the best boxer in the world. Because that's what Hearn's telling us he is, essentially. Like, he doesn't necessarily say that out loud, but that's a story that he's telling us and that he's selling us. And I think the moment that that becomes questionable, then there's a problem with it. And you don't sell out stadiums if you're not the, the person that Hearn can convince the, the school-run dad. That they're the best boxer in the world. When he goes twelve rounds in like a dodgy fight, then there's going to be
1: issues. It's, it's uh, it, it strikes me that if if he was to lose, then so much and I and I see it as unnecessary, really. But so much emphasis has been put on this twenty and oh thing that as soon as he loses that something gets lost but i don't well, think it the- even
2: needs to be a loss it can be a non-knockout victory yeah. and i think that derails it as well but- because at the moment there's this myth that he's a monster puncher tell me who he's ever iced who's he ever left unable to get up did and White and kind of knocked him through the ropes a bit okay that's one in 20 what about the other 19 they've all <laughs> got up now now look at wilder we know what Wilder's done to yeah, people. Yeah, he made Spilker shit himself. Yep. He actually made him shit himself. <laughs> he hit him that hard. Tell just, me who Joshua right, has so done go, that to.
1: Going back to uh, a question I asked earlier, who's the currently your best heavyweight in the world, just deducing what the conversation we've had on the podcast, you you went for Wilder, but then presumably you'd go for Hey next? Terry? No, I'd go for Joshua. For me, it's
0: Wilder, then it's Joshua. But he beats Joshua. Um, the <laughs> bit of me that John Mulhall hates would say yes. My rational head says let's wait and see. But can I just touch on right, Brock's question? Got... Like, yep. we asked what's his sell yeah, course, by day? Yeah. Thirty-two. I look.
1: Oh, you said that before. I, I
0: yeah. have because, and I've asked the question. He he looks like he's breaking down in front of us, and. I only know this from having friends who are bodybuilders, right? They can still walk on stage and compete, and they look incredible. But if you sit there and go, mate, how are you feeling? "Ah, Tore my tricep twice, my quad's gone, my calf's giving me trouble. On stage, they look absolutely brilliant, but day to day, they're falling apart because carrying that level of muscle. um, Big shout out to Big Andy at SA Security who who injured his quad. Um, I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he did. Uh, you know Andy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Andy Brown. Yeah, so he's torn his quad and he's in for surgery at some point this week. So get well soon. But that illustrates my point. Now, when you get to a certain size, those sorts of sudden movements, I imagine he slipped and tried to correct himself. And in doing that, ping, there goes the quad. Mm. So if you're AJ in your training, you could hit the bag wrong. And that's your shoulder, that's your rotator. So depending
1: bond. on what type what flavour humble pie you take, um eat, um, you can also start drying out <laughs> joints and stuff like that.
0: That's true. But then you can also take custard for that, so you're okay. <laughs> you can get some custard with that. But no, no, so so in terms of Brooks question, I think he's breaking down. And I think he has probably has two years tops of being in this sort of unbeatable monster category. Probably even less, and then after that, he's just looking for money
1: fights. If 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 that is the case, and I realise that's a big if, but if that is the case, what I'm all, almost pre frustrated about is the fact that I want to see Joshua Hay, Joshua Wilder, <clears throat> um, Joshua Josh um, Parker. If, to be honest, um, am I going if, to see if one there, so, or any of so them? So you won't
0: see Parker because. Parker now understands his value, right? Parker knows he's the weakest of the champions. So he's now gone, Matchroom want this belt. David Hay wants this belt. The Fury Camp want this belt. So by by association, Frank Warren wants this belt. The Americans want this belt. I'm worth at least seven, eight million a fight because when someone has this belt, they can make a shitload of money off it. Will Eddie Hearn pay that? He's struggling to pay Wilder $7 million for his belt. So I'm like, well, what are you going to pay? So who does he fight next then? I, I'm i still sure that it's one of two options. The winner of Hey Belieu or one of the Furies.
1: It makes sense that the winner of Hey Belieu wants wants a way to fight Joshua. And the best way to fight Joshua, is if, you, if you've if you got a belt, right?
0: Unification. So you're not paid the, the fee as a mandatory. You get your 50-50 split. Which it seems Hearn's being a bitch about as well.
1: If Hay then... if Hay You then- love Hay more than
0: I do.
2: Can we call the Hay talk? Like, he's got to get through Bell you, which... As yeah, farcical right. as that okay. would sound 12 yeah. months ago, <laughs> <laughs> it's still a question mark today. All right, okay.
1: Yeah, fair one. All right. So... But
0: a bus belly yesterday wasn't looking amazing. Just putting it out there. <laughs>
1: That's I just a handy don't... broke. I'd just really be frustrated in three years' time if every fight we've talked about has, hasn't happened. But I
0: told you this would happen. We're not going to see these but fights. we've got mandatories
2: to get through as well. Like We've got the mandatories if we're talking about the WBA and the IBF. Let's not forget, Joshua is clearly on a path whereby he fights twice a year. Like Klitschko was getting through these mandatories because he was fighting three, four times a year. And he was knocking out you Alex Leopie. But Joshua is now this... Um, Sky created, Eddie created, Joshua created monster that apparently only seems to be able to fight in stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> it's as if he's so big he doesn't function elsewhere, allegedly. <laughs> um And so you can't keep selling out eighty thousand stadiums four times a year. You can do it twice a year, perhaps. And so we're not going to get these like these Leipai mandatories or. If we are, I don't know how they're going to fit that into the calendar, especially if Joshua is carrying injuries.
0: That to that be my point. Because, look, the guy spent, what, 26, 27 weeks in camp. And if someone tells me he did that injury-free, I'll laugh my head off. I don't believe he did it injury-free for one second. And I think he was actually carrying injuries in this fight, which is why Takam was chosen. And, hey, presto, now you'll see AJ take an extended break where we might not see him for a bit.
1: Okay, let's move on then. Um, <laughs> are you feel Are you somewhat feeling a bit more relaxed now after getting yeah. all that off your chest? Um, okay, Joe Cordina.
2: Throw me the Cordina ball.
1: There you go. <laughs> Joe Cordina, what happened to him?
2: I didn't pay for this pay per view, right? If I did, and I was Welsh, I would be. F- fucking raging after this right you've got joe Cordina. i know terry said earlier joe is not making a penny for match it's probably the case he's an olympian he's highly talented good fighter you put him on after dillian white and before anthony joshua he's a floater by which means when there's a gap in the card we'll put him on they put him on straight after dillian white so they said we haven't got time to do the dillian white interviews Because we've got Joshua coming up. So what they do is they go to the punditry. They go to Johnny Nelson, Tony Bellew, uh, and whoever else it was. And they start doing the punditry on the Dillian White fight. Whilst Joe Cordina's fighting in the background. So they don't show the Joe Cordina fight. You've got a Welsh Olympian fighting in his hometown in Cardiff. And you do punditry. And then to take the piss they cut from the punditry and they go to AJ promotional videos and then they go to adverts. So like, what's the point in doing an AJ promo video at that point? Like you've got all the pay-per-view buyers that you're going to buy. It's not like somebody's at that point going, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Even if they are, they can't see it until they <laughs> press the buy button,
1: for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's insane. That is really insane.
2: And so poor Joe Cordina beats up whoever it is. And let me just say, Joe Cordina's opponent for this week was meant to be, um, like I can say it, Camero. Camaro. Southern Area, um, welterweight champion. He was meant to be going down and fighting Joe Cordina. I don't know what happened, but he didn't end up fighting Joe Cordina. They brought in some fucking plum to fight Joe Cordina. We were told when this card was announced that as it was in Cardiff, this was going to be Joe Cordina's first title fight in his hometown That never happened, so hold Herne to account for that. This is a young man's dream, getting to fight in front of his hometown on a big pay-per-view card. He should be the priority of those lower undercard fighters. Instead, he's left as a floater... He doesn't get shown on TV because they're too busy sucking the dick of AJ whilst he's getting his promo videos for a fight that's already been sold. Like, you're not selling it anymore because people have already bought it or not yeah. bought it. You're not selling it anymore by doing that promo video. When should we
1: do most of our advertisement push? Well, obviously on the channel it's, that we make people pay to watch. It's so
2: disgraceful. <laughs> they like, this young lad never got his opportunity to shine, yeah. even show it afterwards or something. They didn't. And so, instead, Joe Cordina wiped somebody out in one round. We'll never see
0: that now. It's weird. Has that ever happened before? Is this is a common thing. It happens. Right. Or, well, match-up's happened. We don't forget Ocoli at Wembley. That happened, right?
2: Yeah. But, right, what happened yeah. then? Hearn gets interviewed by IFL after the whole event. And they said, what happened with Joe Cordina and that fight? Uh, why wasn't it televised? And Hearn's answer was that, He pissed off all the Sky people because there wasn't really time to get Joe Cordina in because all the fights went the distance and they weren't anticipating they were. And so the floater is meant to go in when a fight cuts short. So if Dillian White had knocked out Hellenius after three rounds, then you get Joe Cordina in and you show it. But because they all went the length, Joe Cordina never got that opportunity. So Hearn says, Right, get him on there quick and get him out there and let him fight. But he doesn't answer the question, Why wasn't it shown on TV? Why wasn't it shown on TV? Why did we have to have the punditry of one of the most turgid 12-round WBC silver fights you're ever going to see between White and
0: Hellenius? Why do we have to have that? But can I just spin back? I just remembered something. Oh. Round one of Takam versus Joshua, just to show you how much bullshit sky spin. This is how they described Takam. Got knocked out by Povetkin. Um, drew with Mike Perez and I think he lost to, to someone like Duhapas or something, right? They list his records. Adam Smith's exact words were, there isn't one good win on Cam's record. Yes,
2: lost to Parker, that's who... A... Yeah,
0: lost to Parker, yeah. And it was like, there isn't one good win on Cam's record, right? Priming him for a three-round blasting. Letting the fans know, he ain't that good, he's going to get knocked out. And he gets round nine and ten. What?! Is Tecamado made of. <laughs> What? It's tea, Cameroonian teak mahogany. Yes, and and this is what I hate the most about Sky commentary. If you had someone like a Paulie Malignaggi on there, you wouldn't get that sort of trash.
2: I was listening to Showtime one with Paulie Malignaggi. Instead, I I just had that as a stream rather than. And and it's
0: and it's it's good because you don't get the the we're trying to sell you shit bullshit. You just get the this is what's happening in the fight. This is what we think. Nice simple punditry.
1: Um, Dave Allen.
2: Dave Allen. Similar situation to Joe Cordina was put on as a floater didn't get to actually fight in the end. And then we're told that he got a back injury. Hearn says, oh, Mick Marsden, his manager, was saying that he's got a back injury. Uh, therefore, he couldn't fight. And it's like, right, so he's picked up a back injury on the day of the fight. Like, really? You, you expect us to believe that? And then he's going, oh, well, if the back injury cleared up, I'll get him out in Monaco next week. If I had to take a guess, he's got payoff-itis, whereby <laughs> you're paid off an X amount and it makes you lose your voice to be able to say what actually happened. And look, there wasn't room for Dave Allen. You've already told us there wasn't room for Joe Cordina, but you squeezed him on. Just tell us there wasn't room for Dave Allen and he's such a low priority to you within match room that you just fucked him off. Like that's what happened Lenroy Thomas didn't come over for Dave Allen because he's going to fight on the wilder undercard if you cared about Dave Allen you'd have paid the extra amount that Lenroy Thomas was asking for but you didn't okay we get that it's not that big a priority but at least tell us or just don't...
0: fucking pay for Tom Little or
2: someone yeah but like don't don't spin us this narrative spin us this yarn tell us that he's got a back injury just tell us look he's not a big priority to match room sport he doesn't move the needle he
0: doesn't bring in cash had a lot of mysterious injuries in this card haven't there this is just, just, just like, 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 would you sign with Matchroom now? It seems everyone gets injured when these cards are announced. It's very true. But but I'll be surprised if on a solely Matchroom card, there are any injuries. I'd fully suspect that everyone will be fully fit and everyone will show up and fight their hearts out and take their checks. This AJ Matchroom civil war needs to resolve itself. It's not helping the fans. But any of you bastards that bought tickets and bought pay-per-views, man, this is what you signed up for. We've been telling you for a while... Do not buy anything before. Well, if you're buying tickets,
1: to, to be fair, they didn't buy this fight, did they?
0: Well, oh, a lot of people streamed. <laughs> they here. bought another fight, and then were told they couldn't have their money back for the fight.
2: There's, they a, bought. there's a fake IFL Twitter account. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's brilliant, but like they just put up these. You know how like IFL put up intense, like, intense raw beef, like Hearns goes raw on Dilly and White and stuff like that. And so they put up these fake quotes, and it's like. Um, if you order steak and you get a cheese sandwich, you ought to just be happy that you got a surprise meal, says Hearn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Go and find it. it, it, it you know, it's been an absolute joke because Hearn's justification is, you know, I put extra fights on, do I charge you extra money? It's like, no, this is how pay-per-views always worked, Eddie, right? We assume we're buying the main event and an undercard, Right. It's up to you to sort that undercard. We don't specify how many bouts we want on that undercard, but we want a bloody undercard, right? And right. when we don't get what we ordered, why don't we just pay us our money back? Like someone has to file a complaint about this, so we get clarity from the OFT.
2: Yeah, someone go through the small claims court, wanting your twenty quid back. We'll all chip in
0: a quid. Go for it. Because isn't there? I a, didn't pay for it. No, so no, it's but
2: a, there's a, distance. a difficult one to claim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a thing called the distance selling regulation, which is like. Mate, like if you buy something electronically, for example, you have a two-week cooling-off period.
1: So whilst all this is chaos is going on at Matchroom, we have Frank Warren pulling rabbits out of hats with um, Lee Selby and James DeGaulle. Do you want to put some meat on the bones of that for me, please? Genius. Um, <laughs>
0: like, if ever Frank Warren wanted a week to go a certain way before he made his announcement, like, this has been manner from heaven for Frank Warren. So essentially... You're looking at a December 9th card that's headlined by James Gale, IBF Super Middleweight Champion, and Lee Selby, IBF Featherweight Champion. A massive coup because Hearn could do with fighters that on his stable. Um, he had them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he didn't have the opportunity and he chose to focus on AJ and I know Eddie's been a, he's been a bit of an ass by saying James shouldn't have gone to America to fight but Al Heyman was paying him that like 1.75 million a fight
2: to fight Medina
0: yeah so why wouldn't you go he got to have fights he wouldn't have Hearn couldn't have made the Jack fight Hearn couldn't have made the Lucien Bute fight because he doesn't have that sort of power as we will realise when he goes to the US
2: look I I exchanged messages um, I was chatting with someone who is heavily involved in matchroom. They basically described <laughs> if your name's not Anthony Joshua within the matchroom roster, then you're clutter. That was the word, clutter. So when we talk about De and Selby fell out of matchroom, and you know we've seen Selby on ITV, um, De Gale going over working with Hayman, Selby working with Heyman, They're two legitimate world champions who arguably can make a case for being the best within their weight divisions. And yet, Hearn has got no place for them because their name's not Anthony Joshua. And the investment isn't there to get them those big fights because their name's not Anthony Joshua. And so for Frank Warren to pick them up, yes, they're going to be tick-over fights. They're not going to be great opponents. How do we know that? Because he's not announced them. Warren's very good at announcing if he's got a good opponent lined up. So they're not going to be great opponents, And Hearn was saying, and he's right to an extent, these two don't bring in huge amounts of money. Of course he's right. Like, they don't sell huge amount of tickets. Because if they did, you wouldn't have them both on the same card. And so you can't, to an extent, I I don't blame Hearn for letting them go and they can work with Warren. But you've got to ask the question, why don't they sell huge amounts of tickets? Part of the problem is they've never been
0: promoted properly because they've been with Hearn and Hearn hasn't cared enough about them. But if we also look at the, the bigger picture, right? Let's talk about the the big fights that can happen in this country. And I think top of that tree, and forget what the Joshua camp said. The biggest fight that could happen in this country is Groves to Gale too, right? That doesn't require Matchroom, That now doesn't require Sky. That can be made outside of that. the The second biggest fight that could be made right now is De Gale versus Eubank Junior. Once again, you don't need Eddie Hearn for that. Selby Frampton, you don't need Eddie Hearn for that. You have these massive fights that can now happen in the UK that will not have the sky footprint on them. Sadly, we'll have to suck up and enjoy Ronald McIntosh and his various brand (laughs) of perverted commentary. But I guess what I'm saying is Frank Warren's now moved the goalposts and said, of all the biggest fights that can happen, I'm involved in them. All he needs now is Amir Khan to say, I'll work with you. And then he he's Tyson Fury to say I'll work with you, and Frank has just shot past Eddie Hearn.
2: If he could, Hearn. in some way, work with Cyclone as well to bring Josh Taylor into that, and like if all of these smaller, you know, smaller than Hearn came together, like some transformer, <laughs> <laughs> then Hearn has got big issues, big issues.
0: But we are seeing the decline of matchroom because you were at least two years of the Olympians being marquee names and that's no disrespect to them they've got to learn their trade and in those two years it looks like warren's going to put his foot on the accelerator sky will start to see their market share dwindle by that point aj will be in bits and will probably be fighting once a year it's it's not looking good for that side of the line so you young boxers out there start talking to frank
1: right i sincerely hope that that has been it's short and sharp the word I was looking for for you two was cathartic given how tetchy you were when you came in so I hope you've been able to somewhat release I don't know that stress I, I, I don't know I... you could probably well <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming we could go on for another half an hour but I will take responsibility for the fact that I'm ending this early because I am taking my sisters to the cinema so curse me if you wish fans yeah, people That's very Priority Priority, prairie, isn't it yeah. yeah
2: basically your sister's Joshua and we're just some Olympians you don't care about <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: See how it is. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has bought tickets for a live show. It's been humbling and <laughs> the word's been soiled actually on this podcast. But it's yeah, been phenomenal. Uh, yeah, the support
2: that we've had for it yeah. has been phenomenal and we thank all and of you. The positivity you. that's and come out. I yes. this time next
0: week all being well hopefully we'll be able to say that it's sold out which will be phenomenal. There'll be no tickets available on StubHub. Nothing. There'll be no, no, no selling lease back. Nothing. We'd have sold these because you guys believed in what we were doing. And I suspect you'll be hearing some news next year about us hiring up the O2 to do it
1: properly. <laughs> very possible. So with that in mind, uh, just thought of thank you very much. Get in touch with your questions for next week. Tell us what you thought about this podcast um, at New Age Boxing UK and at The Seven Wolves at New Age Podfather if you fancy wasting a tweet. Um, <laughs> they don't cost, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next awesome. week. Awesome, thank you. Cheers. I don't want to fit it